What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Your other host. Whatever. Italics other host. Bold other host. Are you adding characteristics? Yeah, you're just staying the same over there. I'm evolving. I feel like what you're actually doing is that each episode you're adding like a little bit of something extra special. Like you and, added the italics. I and, didn't do anything. I no, responded. It, seemed, it seems like really what you're doing is eventually you're going to have this like like whipped cream sprinkles and a cherry on top version of a host and i'm just going to be regular host all of a sudden hey who knows ben generic normal nothing to it but to do it host i wouldn't know anything about that nothing about it nothing about i don't know i don't know what you're talking about i don't trust you look you're the one who said italics you i'm just sitting here being the other host of the show and you're getting all caught up in the weeds (laughs) yeah I'm okay with that. I I feel like the weeds is almost the entire point of the show. Yeah, yeah. Like, like if we had a topic, boy, we're we're just, this show is really kind of like bad golf. You know, like, we're aiming for the hole, but gosh, we are just in the brush. In the brush. We're in in the the rough. In the sand pit, from the sand pit into the water, from the water into the trees. We are taking strokes left and right. I don't even know if I see the resort anymore. Like, I think at this point, we've, we've literally left the property. Yeah, yeah, there, there's no doubt about that. Although, speaking of resorts, we did just get back from Disney World this past week. We did, we did. Yeah. Um, and and I'm, I'm glad to say that I am officially married, Woo! which is very, very exciting. Uh, I can't get used to the ring. And that the, was going to be my first question is, have you gotten used to the ring yet? It's the weirdest thing. My fingers fluctuate in size by, by like massive amounts of sizes like on any given day i will literally go from like if i hold my hand upside down the ring will like fall off and i'm afraid i'm gonna lose it right or to right now for example it's it's like the opposite it doesn't even look swollen but like my ring like wouldn't come off right now really like i couldn't take it off let me see hang on hang on let's see let me put my coffee down right so see like do you see how like my finger right like my knuckles getting all scrunchy (laughs) it's got like a giant (laughs) A giant strange bulge next to it hmm. to where, yeah, like, to where, like, how do you keep yours on? It just comes clean off. I, I guess I'd have just the right finger proportions that I create enough friction at most times to keep it on. But if I need to take it off, it comes right off. Do you find that you worry about losing yours less than you worry about Beth losing hers? I don't worry about either at this point. Okay. Like you're, yeah. you're pretty convinced that like if, if, if we lose it, it's probably because of your own like error. You removed it and forgot it. Oh, for sure. Okay. I'm like not it's not cons- coming off. No, I'm not okay. concerned. I'm going to like lose it because I was walking down the street and oh my gosh, it fell off. Oh my God. I'm, I'm aware of it. Like, basically at all times since the moment that I put it on. Oh. The the big thing that I noticed almost immediately is I went to, we were in the hotel and they give you that little bar of soap, like, yeah. like the, the face soap or whatever. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and I went to like, I went to like swirl it about on my hands and my ring like sliced off huge nuggets of it. That like, is a thing that happens. It is a reason I do not like bar soap, especially for hand washing anymore at all. I mean, I don't like bar soap for hand washing at all because it just gets everywhere. No, my, my favorite is the soap that's like liquid inside of a container, but when you press the little pump thing, it's foam. Yeah, the foam soap is yeah. definitely the way to go because you feel like you get a lot more and it does give you a lot of surface area, but it's not like the liquid soap that requires lots of extra lathering to really get in and then it's extra slippery. And... Okay, on this note, I have a strong opinion alert. Uh-oh, strong opinion about soap? About 
about specifically like body washing. Okay. Okay. I do not under any circumstances understand who is successfully cleaning themselves with a washcloth. Oh my gosh. Least effective means of, of cleansing known to man must be. The washcloth needs to go in a hole and die. It does. I don't understand. Like they don't, I don't understand how it works at all, especially when compared to a term that I only just learned yesterday, despite the fact that I've literally used them since high school, a poof. I think you mean a loofah. I believe that I believed it was called a loofah. Uh -huh. But when Alice ordered one off of the grocery list yesterday, the Kroger website called it a poof. This to me a sounds P -O -U -F, like- P-O-U-F, a poof. P-O-U-F. This to me sounds like loofah uh, must be like Kleenex or something. Oh, is it? Like I don't know. Like, I don't know. That's just my guess. Like it's a name brand. That it's a name brand. Okay. Well, they are vastly superior. Like not they even are. in the same, like literally I would compare a washcloth cloth closer to the idea of not bathing at all than I would to a loofah slash poof's ability to cleanse. The washcloth has stuck around for no reason in my mind. They are ridiculous. And as far as I can tell, it's as if like we have, it's, it's like you used to have, you know, a cord phone in your house. Right. Because that was the best technology. And then once, you know, cordless house phones came along, basically outdated. Okay. Get rid of them, yep. right? Now we're so far beyond cordless house phones. Everyone's just got a cell phone. You don't even know a house phone anymore. Okay. Right? Most people. Yep. The washcloth is like still owning the corded house phone. And it's just stuck around because people are like, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's like some sort of environmental friendliness. Like do pe people, you can wash your washcloth wash and use it again. I'm okay with the reusability of it, but like yeah. a poof lasts a good long while. It does like, last a I, good long while. And I assume you could wash them as well. I, I if assume you, wanted. you could. But I, also they're super cheap. They are super so cheap. Easily replaceable. I, I suppose they are made of a, a kind of plastic. I have no idea if they're unsanitary, but like, I feel like by the very nature of what they do. Okay. A washcloth, cloth. I keep saying a washcloth. <laughs> <laughs> a cloth. A cloth. A washcloth. Um, a washcloth. Uh, could not produce suds under any circumstances whatsoever. A washcloth also is not self If you If you hang up your poof slash loofah, it will dry itself. It will. Because it's got lots of holes and everything just drips out. And even if you leave it on the floor of your shower, it will be dry. Yeah. If yeah. you do anything to a washcloth that isn't wring it out significantly first and make sure you hang it to the full surface area spread, right. that it's, thing is soaking and freezing wet the next time you touch it. It is ice cold. It is ice no, cold. Ice cold, no matter what, no matter what. And it, it is like mind blowing to me because this always happens to me because the one thing in my like my travel shower kit that I don't bring with me is is the poof because that would seem unwieldy to go inside of my, I call it a dop kit. Mm -hmm. um, I have no idea if that's an actual term for something that is like the bag in which I put my stuff. Mm -hmm. Mom and dad growing up always called it the HBA bag. Yeah. Like health, health and, and beauty aids. Oh, health and, <laughs> health and beauty aids. Is it beauty or body? Health and body aids. HBA bag. HBA bag. But we had this like, what, do you remember? It was like a green uh, bag. Yeah, it was gray backpack. Okay. Gray, grayish, grayish green. Gray backpack. <laughs> backpack. <laughs> that we literally had, I think we won it at like a, like a, it was like a giveaway or something once upon a time where we won a raffle and this one backpack came into our possession and our family used it for 27 years. Yeah. It like, was like the backpack that carried the uh, toothbrushes and the razors and the 
whatever you might need at the sink in the bathroom. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. Anyway, so I use this like little canvas bag that I call my dop kit that uh, the one thing that just will not fit in it no matter what I do is my poof. So whenever I'm traveling, I'm always forced to use on-site washcloth. Right. Which, it, uh, it's just devastating, man. It's it's terrible. Because whenever I'm using a washcloth, you're right. No matter how much soap I put on it, I do not feel like I can get it to lather. Lest I am squirting out what feels like half a bottle of body wash. Right, okay. At that point, which I feel so wasteful of. Right, and then. I would say to the contrary of that, if you're using your poof, you can use like a, a like fingernail-sized droplet. Mm-hmm. And it will produce enough foam to wash your car. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like... I don't know how it works, but you're right. The loofah is the far, far superior option to the washcloth. And if you are still using a washcloth, I would encourage you to just throw that right in the garbage. Go to Amazon, order some poofs. I just did, actually, okay, so we could Did talk. you Amazon a poof? I, hilariously, we got back from Disney World and I bought new poofs and then Beth in- separately, independently also bought us new poofs. That is so, so funny. at the moment, I've got like a plethora at my house. A, a poofera. A, 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 a ploofera. That is so funny because this is the number one thing <laughs> that I, I have like subscriptions to everything from like soap to razors to uh, shaving cream to body wash to anything anything you can think of i'm so bad at ever remembering to buy it from the grocery store so it it, uh, arrives at my door and i have like rows of this stuff in my in my uh medicine cabinet above my sink in my bathroom with the one exception of the poof because i didn't know it was called a poof and i never knew how to like order one oh i just searched for loofah and they popped up oh and it popped up okay okay maybe i should have done that but hysterically yeah since being home from disney i have literally sought out and purchased a new one wow so but like wow. I would say that's like for the first time in embarrassingly probably like seven months. I wonder what the recommended turnaround like lifespan of a of a loofah is. I think I take it way 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 too long. Yeah, my lifespan is it's falling apart. Right, like it, it broke. It, <laughs> it broke. It, <laughs> it has begun to unravel. Yes, it's it ceased to be. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I'm sure that we were winning people's hearts for the better part of this conversation until that point when they're like, one month max. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so in your DOP kit, your HBA kit, whatever you call it, um, do you bring... Do you bring with you on vacation your own shampoo? Okay, so this is one that that for the longest time I traveled next to none, like on an airplane. So for the most time, for the most part, I would just like literally take in a like large Ziploc gallon bag. Mm-hmm. I would literally just like put in my suitcase like my bottle of shampoo. Oh, you like, can't do that on airplanes. No, you can't. You can't. Yeah. So you and I, as we've gotten more into the world of YouTube, we fly way more than we ever had before. Um, and I have tried to hack this thing so many times because I actually do. I do like my shampoo. Mm-hmm. So I keep going to the store. I'm buying like the... Um, the travel safe sized containers that you can like dispense some of your shampoo into so you can bring it with you. Right. Uh, I forget them in the shower every single time I travel. So wow. I, I have probably bought like 10 uh, reusable containers that I just left because it's like, cause you're going through and I'm, it's so bad that I forget them because I'm the person who like checks for like that spare sock that might've fallen underneath like the bed or something. Right. Every time I'm packing, I'm like, I, I like will leave my hotel room and then literally go back in one more time, like with my 
my suitcase outside the room door and like do one last check to make sure the suitcase wasn't somehow blocking you know, like a watch or right. something important that like maybe I had like sat down and forgot to pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one area I never check is inside of the shower, which is of course where I leave my little bottle of personal shampoo. It's funny to me that there's an area of a hotel room you forgot to check because most hotel rooms are just two areas and that's the room and the bathroom so i'm incredibly thorough with one and incredibly not thorough with the other basically basically um i pretty much never bring shampoo with me okay never i always just use the hotel shampoo but beth always has the the portable things okay so i'll often just steal from her anyway smart smart uh i did just have to reorder her some new portable uh like shampoo conditioner dispensers because she left hers at disney on purpose on purpose on purpose why on purpose uh basically uh we could talk i'm sure we'll talk more about this but i got sick while we were at disney okay and had the flu and as such uh Beth did not want to return anything to our home that was not a cared-for item because it might be uh, infected. Including containers that literally possess soap? Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. It, it seems like those would be the easiest things to clean to me. You'd think, but the outside, Ben, the outside. The know, outside. Okay, so let, let's tell a little bit of the story, though. So okay. I, I, get, I get married... Um, a week ago, Monday, uh, on January 6th, 2020, and phenomenal event, like top to bottom. Truly. Everything was was so much fun. It was very beautiful. Uh, Alice and I had a blast. Uh, promptly, over the next four days, approximately 50% of our wedding guests came down with the flu. Is it at 50% now? It is, it is 32 confirmed cases of the flu out of, I believe, 68 attendees. Wow. So literally, yeah. And six, when, you, yeah. when you say the flu... You mean influenza. I mean influenza, like right. went to the doctor and, well, I'm, I am including myself and Alice in this list because I, I, I witnessed us both being sick, but that is the number of people who have said they went to the doctor and had the flu. Okay. Yeah. Do you think, I find it so, I think the flu is a word <laughs> that gets tossed around and often is synonymous with, I have a cold. Sure. And, or I have flu-like symptoms. Right. Or whatever. No. Let me tell you, people listening. There's a difference between the flu and having a cold or being congested. The flu, the influenza virus sucks. And... I do think Jay had it the worst. I think of, of literally of anyone. all reports that have come in from this wedding, I think I got it the worst. And it was... I mean, it was rough. I mean, I missed two days at the park and our flight wasn't until like 5.30 on the day we were leaving, which was most... Everyone else spent the day at Disney Springs because they didn't have any more park passes. But I was just... I was... I spent three days of my trip to Disney for your wedding just by myself in a dark room. Oh. Oh, with the worst headache of my life. I feel so bad. Oh, but yeah, so this is... I'm so afraid this is going to be the legacy of our wedding. I know that everyone's just going to remember the flu. The like, flu. Remember like, how everyone got the flu? Everyone got sick. And, like, I was so sure that this wouldn't happen because our little brother, Tyler, when he married his wife, Emily, they were both sick. And they, you, you know, the process of, like, icing somebody, like, where, like, you were delivered a Smirnoff yeah. ice unexpectedly. They did that to each other at their wedding. And it was this big, extra large bottle of Smirnoff ice. And the everyone there drank from it because it was, like, this, like, what? Oh, no! And like, so like, we're like literally passing this bottle around. 
everyone got sick. And I was like, ha, it's, well, not ha, but it was their legacy. Right. Their it's wedding was the one where everybody yours. got sick. And then sure enough, oh, I'm going to be so sad if that's how it goes down. So the, the Disney wedding that left with everybody having the flu. Everyone who left early and didn't get it, I'm sure will remember nothing but the Disney magic, which was your wedding. But everyone else might have... The Disney tragic. The Disney tragic. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, so sad. That's That, to me... Okay, so we've talked before on the pop about the Disney magic. Yes. So, first of all, did, did you experience... Did you have some Disney... I mean, obviously, your wedding was quite magical, and it was amazing. But just in regular park days... Did you have any any fun Disney magic moments? So uh, I barely also went to the... I also got sick, but I was so busy with the wedding. Like, which was something that I think is so easy for someone to be like, yeah, no, duh, you are going to be busy with the wedding. But like, I don't think I had any idea how busy with the wedding we were going to be. Mm. Like, when it really came down to it, because we drove from Virginia down to Florida, and Alice owns a bridal shop, so we were bringing all of the tuxedos for everyone at the wedding. Right. So we... We get to Florida and I think that they're trying to like upgrade us and put us in the in the room closest to like the cafeteria but they put us a half mile away from everyone else attending the wedding whose tuxedos I had yeah so like as crazy as it sounds I spent like hours of my trip at Disney literally just going like to and from people's rooms or having people come to my room to like pick up stuff so I I spent like a day and like 0.25 in the park uh when it really came down to it out of my five day past so I, I didn't end up having a whole lot of park time that being said at the wedding there was one disney magic in mo- moment in particular that i have to talk about because it was so amazing um so one of alice's big things is that she is not like a big time sweets person right and we had talked about that with them like when we went down for our planning session and i think her exact sentence was um like, I, I'm not really, like, much of a, like, of a sweets person. Like, I would honestly rather have a plate of mashed potatoes. And it was sort of, like, one of these, like, throwaway comments. And, like, I know Allie so well, and I know the number of times that, like, she's literally requested me bring her mashed potatoes for lunch at work. And I've done it. Um... But so we get to the wedding and the caterer comes up to me at one point in time and he's like, we have the mashed potatoes ready. And I'm like, I honestly, I'm in like just had such a happy go lucky mood. I have, I have like kind of no idea what he's talking yeah. about. Like, <laughs> okay. I, I was like, oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. And he, and he like sort of gives me a wink and like walks away. And then uh, as we're going to cut the cake, there's this moment where he's like standing around the corner and he like gives me like another wink and, and he was so excited about it. And he sort of like, holds up this plate and I'm like oh I know what they did Ah. and so literally we're having the moment where we're gonna like cut the cake and like you know feed each other we didn't like you know smash it in each other's faces or anything but uh we we cut the cake they come out they sort of like cut it up so it's like little bites but when they come out they have this tray with these two heaping things of mashed potatoes on it so that I can feed Allie mashed potatoes instead of actual cake. cake and like she lit up like crazy she was so excited it was the most thoughtful thing they could have done and it was such a small detail like literally you know for for something that literally people didn't know about but that was the thing nobody had any idea so like they came out they set the tray down it was behind the cake i took a spoonful of mashed potatoes and she took a spoonful of cake and we fed each other and we took the picture and it was perfect and oh my gosh ali literally snuck back to the table later that night was just like eating these two huge mouths of mashed potatoes so that was our disney magic moment for this trip and it was i honestly it was pretty unforgettable that is that's pretty cool that's yeah. pretty cool yeah that's very fun you had a mashed potato cake a mashed potato moment cake. yes well the cake itself was lavender with lemon curd blueberry
blueberry icing. The cake itself, I can confirm, was amazing. It was good. We it actually have we have the top in our fridge right now. Oh, boy. Let me tell you. Just eat it. Uh, we're going to. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're going to. We're going to. Or maybe you are going to, right? I, um, maybe I will. And maybe yeah. I also have some, uh, some mashed potatoes. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go get a five-pound bag of russet tapetos. <laughs> russet tapetos. Tapetos. Mash them up for... Um, but anyway, did you have a Disney magic moment? I don't know if I specifically did because most of what I'm... It, it, it feels don't like it was it. mostly I, the Disney tragic. Oh, no. But oh, no. I um, Let me think. There was... So we got to go to Galaxy's Edge uh, this time, which is my first time going there. Okay. And I have to say, Galaxy's Edge at Disney World is awesome. It is. It is. I, I totally feel like it's their answer to the Wizarding World at Universal. Yes. And because, like, I, I would say that walking around the corner and seeing the Millennium Falcon was about the same as walking around and seeing Diagon Alley. Yeah. Like, it was just like, oh, man, this is so cool. It is. Yeah. It is, It is like, unbelievable and so well-detailed yeah. on a level that I was not expecting. Um, Like, I remember going to Toy Story Land, which I was insanely excited about. And mm-hmm. it's, like, it's really cool and very immersive. And, like, you know, everything kind of looks like you're in, like, Andy's backyard. Mm-hmm. And there's so many thoughtful little ideas that sort of, like, help seal that deal. But, like, at the end end of the day part of that is almost even the idea that you're still like in a backyard Mm -hmm. so it's not like insanely immersive because you can sort of imagine a backyard right you know like a suburban backyard but then when you go into star wars land you are our galaxy's edge you are transported somewhere else right like it is you you are like in a whole different world it is very immersive the like the guests or not the guests, the um, the uh, cast members, rather. Like, when you go up and you buy a drink, they'll say, how do they greet you? Do they say, like, many sons? Oh, something like that, yeah. yeah. like, so they'll, they'll say many sons, and then, like, I think uh, we, we bought, like, a, a few waters and, like, a Sprite or something, and it was, like, 10.25 credits. Right, they, they charge you in credits, not yeah. dollars. That's pretty I fun. I was like, man, the, the way that the things that they thought of here are, are so awesome, and there's, like, stormtroopers walking around, and you sort of get, like, the whole idea is that you're supposed to be in a space that is neither um like occupied by the first order or the resistance so like at any point in time you could either interact with the stormtrooper in like a positive or negative way like depending on if you're gonna say you're siding with the the first order or not right which i think is pretty fun tyler our little brother was like just let him at me let him at me i'm with the resistance (laughs) like he was so excited he wanted to start a fight with the stormtrooper so bad yeah they didn't do it unfortunately unfortunately but you're right there is a certain there's a different feel to galaxy's edge because like if you're in toy story land it still feels like an amusement park you can i mean there's rides and there's right you know music and everything's big and toys and bright and colorful and all that but like yeah in star wars none of the rides are visible from the outside no you're just sort of like walking around a spaceport in this like rundown town right right yeah so it's i don't know it was really cool the way they capture that 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 like essence of star wars inside the park Yes. Yeah. So, okay, the other thing that I will say, because this was like a particular highlight for me, we ate at one of the the cantinas and I got the short ribs, Mm -hmm. which I think you actually, you were sitting right next to me. You also got them. Yeah. And it was fascinating because we actually had slightly different experiences. We did. For me, it was like the best park food I've eaten ever. 
It was like, they were like the perfect amount of like barbecue sauce meets spicy and flavor. And they were like easy to eat and like pull off the bone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like right next to me, you've got this like rack of ribs that like must have just been like the end cut or something. I do not know what was going on with that rack of ribs. It was like... I ordered ribs, and to my understanding, and at every other time in my life when I've ordered ribs or eaten them, typically you can just pull one of the bones and pull that off of the main rack, and you can just eat the meat off the bone. Like that's how ribs work. Normal expectation. Normal yeah. expectation. My for experience. Ribs. That to, was to the letter. Yeah, I'm looking at you, and you're just like enjoying these ribs, and I'm like. What I can eat is really good, but it was as if all of the bones in my ribs were made of rubber. Like I literally held one up and like, like, like bent around. it in half. Yeah, yeah. And it like it wasn't like snapping. It was just like <laughs> You know what I mean? And it was like, what is going like I was having such a hard time eating this food. And right. like it was it, you know, I was like is it, are these ligaments? Are these the bone? Well, I don't. It, it was like you had a different kind of ribs. Yeah, it like, was like I ordered something completely different. Yeah, and, yeah. But then you're, you know, if I wasn't looking at you eating it, I would have been like, is this part of like Star Wars? Like they're giving you some sort of weird food. Exp- like this is space food. <laughs> it's space. It's space ribs. These ribs haven't known gravity. You know. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. These. That ribs. was basically it. Oh, poor ribs. Ugh. No. Well, mine were amazing and delicious. Yeah, so there yeah. was that. So. It was it was, what what I d- determined to be meat was good, but I wish I'd had just a more regular experience. <laughs> I'm curious to know from the from the listeners of the pop if they have ever had a Disney tragic experience. Yeah, because yeah. Because I would define Disney magic as specifically like the customer service side of things or like something special that happens specifically to you inside the park. Like if Chewbacca comes up and takes your kid and like holds his hand and gives him a hug, you know, that was Disney magic. That right, was cool. Right, like you yeah. had like a personalized yeah. individual experience that not everybody's yeah. going to have. If you have a polite conversation with a cast member and they give you handwritten fast passes, that's Disney magic. Right. Right. Disney tragic, I think, would define as something from the real world or else like reaching inside of your fun vacation and ruining something. And ruining it. Just and ruining just it. Just ruining it. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could have a bad experience with the staff on site. I haven't, I mean, I'm sure that's happened, but... I mean, surely yeah. people are human and inevitably, you know, tensions being high, expectations yeah. being high, all that. So that that's fair. I, I would not hold a cast member accountable forever for not always being perfect. That would be unreasonable. Sure. Um, but anyway, actually, yeah, I am kind of curious. If you guys have a particularly good Disney magic or tragic uh, story and you want to email it to uh, popcornculturepod at gmail.com, um, I will be sure to check those out. I think that'll be super interesting. Popcorn Culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards. 
cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting, you know? To me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paperclip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
marketing, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Oh, while you're confirming certain uh, avenues of contact or listen, or I don't know. Anyway, we got a review from someone. We did. Okay. Uh, that I just wanted to bring to your attention. They said, this is a great way for Jay and Ben to be themselves. Don't worry about the topic. Just go for it. 100% recommend this podcast. They said podcast. I'm sure they meant pop. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, but correct. side question, is the YouTube channel uh, Popcorn Culture a Super Carlin Brothers channel or a random person trying to get views by stealing your content? Ooh, well, thank you for looking out for us. That is, in fact, us. That is us. That is, in fact, us, yes. We, so we, we have the YouTube channel just for people that uh, might find that that is the easiest way for them to consume the pop. Right. Um, we try to make it as available as in, in as many places as possible. And the great thing about a podcast... As poppable. As poppable. Uh, the great thing about a podcast is that when you set it up, for the most part, there's a little bit of legwork in the beginning. But, like, once you upload, it pretty much goes to all of the necessary parties, like, once you get them all established. Uh, but YouTube is one where you know there is the offshoot so it will be like a little bit delayed on getting to you probably mm. under most circumstances but right. it will be available so you can go subscribe to popcorn culture at youtube.com yeah it'll be the one that has our logo and stuff on it i'm not sure if there's other popcorn culture uh you know channels fakers phonies out there phonies that existed before us yeah possibly you know you never know possibly but so yes we do have a youtube channel i've got some other follow-up okay um this one was on, I think it was on Instagram, maybe, from Captain Sophia. And apparently, she says, in Finland, Valentine's Day is called, oh, I can't say it. Y-T, nope. Y-S-T-A-V-A-N-P-A-I-V-A. Got to, pronounce it. Yes, to Van Pavia, but I'm sure all the, oh gosh. Anyway, in... Eastan Van Pavia. Eastan Van Pavia, that sounds pretty good. Eastan Van Pavia. And when that day is translated to English, it's called Friends Day. And the day is more about friends than love. So uh, it turns out that Finland has already got Friendsgiving in February. Shout out to Finland. Look How about it? Like, Look at you guys. So far ahead of the curve. Yes. yes. Or is it really just proof that time travel exists and our idea to create Friendsgiving in February was just taken, traveled back in time and implemented specifically into Finland culture. Someone inceptioned. What happened? They inceptioned us? This, I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. I can't do the math on that time travel. On how that time traveling works? Yeah. Well, so so we've introduced it to the world now right. in, in present day 2020. In 2020. Right. Whenever Istan van Pavia Day was invented, yes, that was invented by a person who was listening to our podcast in 2020. In 2020, it traveled back in time. I'm assuming to 1956. I don't know why it feels like the right year to Finland to introduce to Istan van Pavia. Istan van Pavia. Okay. <laughs> And I don't know, do you think they do the French fry thing? Probably. People were sending me, there was at least one picture on Twitter of the most amazing spread of French fries. Really? I've ever seen. Really yeah. good for Istanbul Pan Pavia Day? Exactly. Istanbul Pan Pavia Day. God, I hope we're getting that right. No, we are. Absolutely. I, I mean, based on the rules of time travel, <laughs> this word, making it up. this word, whatever they tried to write is based <laughs> off of what they think we were saying, oh, okay. which is Istanbul Pan Pavia Day. So even, even if we're saying it 
wrong. It's just because they spelled what we are sounding out wrong. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we're right for sure because we are the source. Gotcha. Yeah. To but, 1956 Finland. <laughs> or Eastern Mampavia Day already exists. Right, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. So also, um, Beth, my wife, was listening to the pop and she got to the part about the Friendsgiving in February and she was all for it. Was she? Yes. Should we plan it? Should I we do we it? Should. I think we have to at this point. We've got to have our trays of French fries, and we have to have friends over, and yeah, that'll be it. And that'll be it. Okay. So what I what I want to encourage listeners of the pop to do as well, because we're currently on on I believe this episode will come out like January seventeenth, maybe Friday. Yeah. And uh, so we're we're like less than a month out right now from Easton Van Pavia Day, and and really like the day to celebrate those those people in your life that mean the most to you, those people that you don't get to see on regular Thanksgiving because you're spending time dutifully with your family. Right. But now you get to spend it with your friends on Easton Mampavia Day. Because that is the true spirit of Easton Mampavia Day. Exactly. Although we are also family. Known for, that's true. So can can we actively not spend this time together as a part of the rules? Yeah, should I send you an uninvitation? (laughs) Happy Easton Mampavia Day. Don't come over to my house this Tuesday. (laughs) Do not come over. Do not come over. I do not expect to see you. I will see you on regular Thanksgiving. (laughs) Oh, man. Thank you so much to Captain Sophia for that uh, delightful insight. Although, of course, we did already know about it retroactively, I think. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's how it works. Right, that's how it works. Oh, goodness gracious. Is there anything else that we have to cover on on this week's episode of The Pop? Let's see. Okay. Um, So now that you are post-wedding. Post-wedding. Your ring is getting more and more adjusted to your hand. Right. It it yeah. is actually fluctuating right. in response to me. Exactly. That's <laughs> that's the thing. You think it's your hand, it's the ring. It's the ring, yeah. yeah. It it has a mind of its own and probably like based on how however positive or negative the relationship feels at any given moment mm-hmm. is reflected in the their the tightness of the ring. Wow. Wow, that's dangerous. That does it seems that very sounds, dangerous. I don't think I'd want to know. Right. Ooh, okay. Ooh, getting tight. Or, 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 or to get it loose. I, I think. Is yeah. The, like, yeah. When things better. are. When, yeah. If, like, if we're in the middle of an argument, then then I think the ring becomes loose. Oh, I would, see. would be the way that this the biometal actually works. Okay. Because that's what my ring is made out of. Is it's biometal. Bio founded in Finland. <laughs> <laughs> like many things. <laughs> Man, yeah, I so badly want to go to like Scandinavia. Oh yeah, they'll welcome us, welcome us with open arms. Man, hopefully, this is it is like not a high uh, location on Beth's places to see in the world, and it blows my mind because it's ah. like I'd say it's near the near if not the top of my list. Oh, we'll go, we'll go. Yeah, sure, we'll go. It's fine. All okay, right. so you had a question. For I me had now. a question. How much brain space would you say you have uh, gained back post wedding? Holy goodness gracious! So so. So, so much more than I ever could have told you I was using. Mm-hmm. So, like, this this is the thing about me. Like, I, I, I don't know. I am not confirmed have, um, like, ADD or anything like that, although I think I do. Um, at any given point in time, uh, one, one question that I might ask people in my life is, like, what, what is currently occupying your brain space? And, like, for me, typically I would be like, well, like, 7% of it is about, like, Indy's grooming appointment that's coming up on Thursday. But, like, you know, 13% of it is the video that 
that we shot today. About twenty seven percent is today's episode. You know, I would of the say pop that, that is we're an recording. Unfair amount of effort being given to our video versus your dog's grooming appointment. No, 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 no. Because we we finished shooting today's video, oh, okay. so like it would have been considerably higher. Okay, but but now it's not. So it's gone down. If you had asked me earlier in the day, the the proportions would have been different. Okay. Also, I don't want you to underestimate the importance of Indy's grooming appointment. Yeah, I'm just saying. I don't think. I don't know how well you could pay for things like dog grooming if we're not producing the content. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. But like, may- maybe it also just goes to show that it requires a very small amount of my brain space. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, is that this is a question that I ask people all the time. And so like, I-, I would ask you also, listener, right now, like, what is what is occupying your brain space? Like, is it 50% driving to work, 50% wondering whether or not Finland actually invented Istanbul Pavia Day? I can't believe you remember how to say it five minutes later. <laughs> I'm so glad I did. Um, but or, or is are you like much, much, much smaller things where you're like, okay, like I'm thinking about the fact that I need to get breakfast sometime between now and the time I get to the office or, you know, like all these different little things. How many things are you thinking about at once? Oh, I don't know. Not I'm, I try and just think about one thing at once. One yeah. thing at once. Mm-hmm. 100%. Try, I mean, I, okay. So I think multitasking is a really positive sounding word, but I, I really don't think it's something people can actually like you can't do two things at the same time like good multitasking to me is figuring out the order in which you can get the most stuff done because certain things will need to like have a timer put on them oh sure whatever sure you know like to me good multitasking would be understanding that i need to start the washing machine before i do these three other chores so that it will be done when i am done I, I think that that's a you know good I mean? like order of operations, basically. Yeah. Like, but t- like you can have things happening simultaneously, right? But okay. But you would not call that multitasking. I, that is what I would call multitasking. Sure. No, I think that's fine. I, I would argue that I cannot only do one thing at a time. Like, I think that that is like the way that my brain works. Like, literally, if we're if we are writing a script for a video, like in the process of me writing a single paragraph, I will probably leave the script tab seven times, mm-hmm. like to go do other things. Mm. And then like literally come back to the same paragraph. And those other things are not like checking sources or looking more into something else. It could be like refreshing my Twitter feed, responding to a quick email, like sending a text message to whatever Alice about dinner tonight Mm -hmm. and then coming back to the paragraph again. Mm -hmm. Like I I think that my brain literally will not sit still long enough to finish that paragraph as like a commitment to the paragraph. It's like, I I cannot do it. But see, Um, even that, that, like and I don't I don't know, but to me that sounds like you're doing five things poorly. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe this is maybe what I really need is to um is to like structurally find a way to get my brain to like stop uh hopping from topic to topic. Right. But typically it is at all times. Right. Um. It, it would be a very rare circumstance that I that I would be exclusively focused on the task in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, I've sometimes actually wondered that between me and you, uh, like you are particularly good at board games, mm-hmm. but like most of the time if we are playing a board game, I am definitely not exclusively thinking about the game or the strategy of the game or mm. anything of that. I'm, I'm usually assessing how my conversation about everything else is going with the other people in the room and how well I am doing in making sure that I'm having good, positive touches 
with those people. Interesting. Um, and Interesting. so that I think ends up being a, a pretty massive distraction. Also typically wondering if there is in fact more salami, like hard cut salami somewhere in the room. And <laughs> because, that last because we, we ate most of it, there's some <laughs> left. And, and I want to know if it's okay to even eat the last one mm -hmm. or, or if I can just go get more for the table. Right. Because hard cut salami when it comes to board game night is really king. They're, the good, the, the, uh, uh, hierarchy of snacks at board game night is is an important one. Yes, and I think if you if you can get to the point where you have like a yes the hard cut salami and cheese and cracker that's like that's the that's the top tier. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, because you can go just cheese, just salami, just cracker. Crackers. Really, you could you could you, know, you might have vegetables and hummus. You might have some fruit and nuts in there. What about pickles? Do you do pickles? I mean, if yeah, mm, pickles seem like they can get they're like a little bit wet which gets on your hands, which you get on the pieces. I don't we, know if it's the best. We still do it. Pickled okra. It's like one of my favorite finger foods. Well, for... I, it's not a bad like piece of like a charcuterie board, but it's, I don't, you don't want stuff that's going to get on the On the, the pieces. Game. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got to be still dry enough for that. How about like almonds? Oh, almonds are great. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Mm -hmm. okay. 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 Yeah. Peanut M&Ms. Dude. Great. Peanut M&Ms. This is, this is like a game I have played with myself for most of like mm -hmm. my adult life is every vacation I've ever gone on. I always bring like the huge, big, like $10 bag of M&Ms from the grocery store and I will pour them in a bowl. And basically the agreement with myself is at any point in time, if that entire bag of peanut M&Ms does not get eaten, then I'll stop bringing it every single time. There's a 100% success rate. I never come home with like a bag of some M&Ms. No, everyone loves M&Ms. They do. They do. Everyone does. And I think that peanut M&Ms are the best M&Ms. There's, okay, we're going to about to make some enemies here. Oh no. But peanut M&Ms are the best M&Ms. Yeah, so we're on the same page on this one. We are, on, look, there's not even a page to be on, Ben. This is a whole book. This is a okay. whole book. This is a whole <laughs> book. And every page just says peanut M&Ms are the best M&Ms. Fight me. Fight me. <laughs> And uh, I think I think this is pretty agreed upon. You ha you will have the the niche person who will say peanut butter M and M's or. To be fair, I do really like peanut butter M and M's. Look, M and M's are amazing. Okay, let's okay. just put it out there. Okay, you almost can't go wrong, but peanut M&Ms, barring a nut allergy or something like that, whatever, are not just the king of M&Ms, are the king of all candy, Ooh. I think. I, I would argue, I would, mm, it would not surprise me if peanut M&Ms were not the most popular or universally loved candy in America. Hard stop. Hard stop. I would bet top contenders include Reese's Cups and Snickers bars. What about Kit Kat bars? No. You would not put Kit Kat bars in the top. Not in the same league as like universal love for all. Interesting. I think I think the three super big players that are really truly contending for the number one spot are Reese's, Snickers, and Peanut M&Ms. Reese's, Snickers, Peanut M&Ms. So what else are we leaving out of this mix then? Do York peppermint patties fall into second tier? I mean, or look, is that going, it, look? Is your any like individual palate could change, and you might have your own favorite candy. Okay. And I think like for me, yeah, a York peppermint patty is an amazing bite of candy. You want to know what's so great? Sure. Is but, the noise they make when you crack them in half. Amazing noise. You have to like, everybody should go out and buy one and literally just break it. And it like, it like breaks in the most uniform, perfect, instantaneous, like dull crack that there can be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. very passionate about breaking a good York peppermint patty. I have broken every single York peppermint patty I've ever eaten. There you go. Yeah. Yeah.
No, that's that not make it. that sound at all. It definitely wasn't that sound. That was not it. I wanted it to work, and it didn't. No. It's it's like it it makes almost no sound, which is the glory of it. It's like a very loud silence. Yes. Yes. Loud silence. It's a very loud. Brought silence. to you by York Peppermint Patty. Goodness yeah. gracious, if they would sponsor the pop. Oh, but see, York Peppermint Patty is going to be beloved by the people who love it, and I bet there are like, people hate it. You know, you got to find the most universally loved candy. So. Kit Kat, I'm sure, is some people's favorite, but, or Twix. Twix is going to be one that's going to be s- floating around. Gotta be up there. It's got an inferiority complex. It's just staring at Snickers and Reese's and Eminem. like, I wish. Do you want to know what Twix has done spectacularly? Is their entire campaign with, with left stick. Left versus right Left stick. versus yeah, right. I think it's really yeah, funny. That is, it's so good. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see. I want to know what. Oh, would we, would you put Butterfinger? Butterfinger and Twix are obviously just Butterfinger and Twix and Kit Kat are all hanging out like like right ne- at the table right next to the others. Okay. Okay. I got more for you. Um, Skittles. Not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. Like a look, like a wannabe M&M. Like, oh, what are you kidding? Fruit? No. This is look. The king of candy is definitely a chocolate candy. Okay. You okay. Know, like, I mean, maybe this is a different category, but if you're gonna get into the fruit candies. I mean, Skittles is probably in the conversation. I mean, okay. How would you rank Skittles versus Sour Patch Kids? Personally, I'd rather have Sour Patch Kids. Okay, me too. Yeah. Me too. Okay, okay. Milky Way. No. Milky Way is a wannabe Snickers bar. Milky Way. Like for I don't oh even know what gosh. a Milky Way is. Yeah. Like what is inside of a Milky Way that is not inside of a Snickers bar, or is it the same thing? Like minus peanuts? Is it like it's an almond joy and mounds? Nu- it's just the chocolate and the nougat in the Milky Way. Okay. Right? No, and the caramel. That's and what it is. Sorry. It's Milky Way and Three Musketeers are basically the same thing, except Milky Way is caramel. Okay. Well, I think a Three Musketeers is considerably better better than a Milky Way. Look, Three Musketeers and Milky Way and Butterfinger and Twix and Kit Kat can just shove over. Because shove over. they're not in the same league as Snickers and Reese's and M&M's. Okay, okay, okay. Peanut M&M's. Starburst relative uh, uh, to Skittles and Sour Patch Kids. Go. Uh, <laughs> Starburst are tricky because there's different flavors. You know, I guess there's different ones of Skittles Red and stuff too. Red Starburst. Red Starburst, which so many people think is... The, uh, pink, I think, is the one everyone likes. Oh, pink? I Red, to me, is king. I like red. But... Pink is the one I've heard everyone else in the rest of my life say is the best. And I'm always like, you're crazy. But uh, man, so Starburst to Skittles. To, see, they're all ju- it's all just the same. You know, it's just texture. It's just texture. It's just texture. Okay, okay. Man, well, this is this is fascinating. Uh, I, the number one thing that I would not but want... But everyone agrees on this, that peanut M&Ms are the best candy. I, I have a feeling by saying everybody agrees on it is everyone ensuring... Knows this. That everyone knows it, and we're all in agreement. <laughs> Okay, okay. There could be no other opinion. Guys, we need all of your thoughts on on ranking. You know, this year we do not have a um, a bracket challenge in mind yet. Every year for Super Carlin Brothers, Ooh. we do a bracket challenge where we've done uh, the best like Disney movie. Or we've song. done the best Disney song, which I think Mulan, Make a Man Out of You yeah. and Mulan won. Uh, well, we did... Not as part of like a um, a March like sixty four team bracket. Thing. Right, we just right. did like an at random best Disney princess bracket okay, on Twitter, okay. which Mulan did win. Okay, 
Yeah. Okay. Mulan okay. is like low key many people's favorite. It's so crazy yeah. because yeah, it's it's like um it, it's I, I feel like it doesn't get as much love. Like if you go to like the Disney parks, I don't even know that there is Mulan merch. I mean, there it's it's not uh widespread for right. sure. You right. can find like the Mulan pins. I'm sure you could find some like Mushu plushes somewhere, maybe. Maybe maybe not. Not that I think about it. I, I do not remember yeah. seeing them anywhere. They have those like VHS looking notebook things. I wonder right. if you can find one for Mulan, but I don't, yeah, the, Mulan does not get great representation in the parks. No, no. Even if you go to like the China section of Epcot. Well, interestingly, all the, those countries, I, maybe some of them, like I do think Norway features Frozen pretty heavily. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that they all feature the most obvious. It's not always the most obvious for sure. Like if you go to France, though, I think there's, you know, a, a topiary of Belle and the Beast. Oh, sure. It's not like everything is Beauty and the Beast themed. But right. Like there's some Disney. Yeah. yeah like, you know, yeah. that's more than you'd get for Mulan in China. Sure. You know? Sure. Um, anyway, so long, long story around, I feel like what we could do this year, if there's enough interest, is the, the best candy of all time. Well, I think we have to do that on video because we get to, you know, eat them we get to eat them we get to eat them all and judge them all eat, eat all the candy eat all of the candy crunch where do you put crunch nowhere exactly like i i used to really really enjoy and i had this like one crystallized memory from when we were when we were children where dad was out of town and mom rented uh indiana jones raiders of the lost ark and she let us buy it was like a saturday night and she let us buy like whatever jumbo candy we wanted from the counter and i got a bunch of crunch Ah. which was like crunch bar but like bites i know exactly what you're talking about yeah and Mm -hmm. that i did love Mm -hmm. that was that was like a pretty glorious evening yeah um and it was such a rare opportunity to get like as much candy as i wanted yeah um which i to this day i I look back on it and i'm like what a great night okay like i can't wait to do that for my kids right (laughs) okay one time one time yeah that one time so they can remember it forever exactly so okay we're talking about candy and the best candy so we all know that if you're going into a movie that there is like people will have like their movie theater specific orders yes where even if it's not something you typically maybe you reserve this particular drink or candy for the movie right like like for example i don't really drink soda at all right if i go to the movies i will get a cherry coke a cherry coke and if i'm indulging in a soda elsewhere in the world even if cherry coke is available i will not get it it is a movie only snack so you save it you reserve it specifically cherry coke in movies i love it Okay. So is there a candy you, I don't typically get candy, but is there a candy either historically or that presently you reserve for the movies? Typically it's Junior Mints. Mm, Junior Mints. Junior Mints. I have have also loved Junior Mints. They don't break nearly as nicely as as York Peppermint Patties do, Mm. but they're still in that peppermint candy, you know. Chocolate peppermint. Chocolate peppermint, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, you know, area and... I do love them, and I do tend to get them whilst specifically at the movie theaters. Although, I will say that this is another area where I will tend to reach for a sour candy as well. Mm. Um, Because actually, probably one of my favorite candies of all time is, weirdly, this is like one of those where I will only buy them if I go to like one of those candy stores where you like open up the little flap and you feel like a a cellophane bag with, you know, like candy of choice and you weigh it and it's like $47 per pound. And right you, and you bought like a quarter pound and yeah, so it's and like, like whoa you know what's one quarter of 47 um anyway a little over 15 i think right nope less than that Whoop. 
Almost right. Almost. I, I think, think tw- 48 divided by 12 would be 4. Yeah. Um, so it's like, so like a 11. little less than 12? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like 11. <laughs> like It's like less. 11. Yeah. Um, anyway, but I will get these red, uh, ribbons that are, like, coated in, like, sour coating. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know what you're Like, they're, like, strips or Mm -hmm. something. But, like, those are my, like, probably my favorite candy. Like, where I will, like, I'm, like, salivating thinking about it. Like, it's so good. Interestingly, not at the movies, but every now and then, Beth and I will get tickets to, like, the local, uh, theater here. And the local theater is attached to a building called Center in the Square. And part of the lobby of Center in the Square is a candy store. Yes. Like the kind you were describing with all of the little lids with every sour candy or whatever you could imagine. And so... Whenever we go to, like, uh, productions or shows or something like that, that is when I will get to that type of candy. Nice. So I'm starting to develop, like, yeah, I would say, like, a sour candy association with onstage performances. So, like, when you're taking in, like, your arts and culture is when you're most likely to have sour candy. Exactly. Okay, okay. Interestingly, with that, do you remember when we went to New York City? I know, yeah. Yeah, we were going to a Broadway show. Mm -hmm. And you and I were up there for business, and we were, like, I think we bought, like, last-minute tickets to, like, The Lion King, maybe. yes. And um, we go to the M&M store. And we're like, dude, let's just let's just buy like a whole bunch of M&Ms. We bought like $47, the full pounder. Oh my gosh. That was like I I could not fathom the M&Ms costing that much. But they did. But they did. I, th- I, got, I think we may have actually spent $47. I think did you get like Seahawk colored M&Ms? I think sort of on accident. Okay. I, I I was I bought like green and blue M&Ms okay. and it was sort of like I I that is what happened. Okay. Green is my favorite color. Um what is so weird about this particular time that I bought M&M's is I would say, and specifically peanut M&M's, it is probably the least I have ever enjoyed M&M's. And I don't know why that was the case. Hmm. Like, I, it was like, it was maybe it was like too many or maybe, maybe because I only had two colors. Is it even possible? I Do the they, colors taste different? Boy, you're going to, that's, that's good. They don't, but. <laughs> they don't. Well, if you say so. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to hear how wrong I am about that. Yes. Um, they don't taste different. I got, I remember not eating all of them at the show, certainly, because we got so many. And I remember I had the orange and maroon, I got hokey colored okay. uh, M&Ms. Um, I remember also part of the reason I didn't eat as many while I was there was because they came in like the really crinkly plastic. Yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. At, like the Lion King on Broadway and you don't want to be like... <laughs> And then you put it in your mouth and it crunches. So, like, the person next to you is like, come on, man. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah. So, that was... I remember feeling that part as well. Like, anytime I had to get some, I had to, like, get a lot. And then, yeah. Chow down on M&M's. Oh, man. Oh, what an experience. Goodness. Well, so I'm so excited to hear what everybody's specific thoughts are going to be, ultimately, on their favorite candy. And what is, in fact, just, like, universally renowned as the best candy. Yes, what what do you, what in your opinion is not your personal favorite candy, but if someone were to like ask you, and, and, the, and I am asking you, what do you think is the most popular candy? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, like that's what do question. you think is the most universally beloved candy? And I would, it would surprise me if people even believed it was stuff but besides Reese's or Snickers or peanut M&M's. They're all so good. Yes. They're, although I think Snickers is probably my least favorite of those three. Of those three. I would probably rank peanut M&M's, Reese's, Snickers. There that's you hard. go. Wow. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bold statement. I know. You're on the I know. I know. Here we go. We did it. Anyway, guys, be sure to um, email us if you would like at uh, popcornculturepod at gmail.com. If you've ever had any particularly fascinating uh, Disney magic or tragic situations that you want to tell us about. Otherwise, just be sure to tweet us. Um, my Twitter handle is at SCB underscore Ben. Mine is at John Kerlin, J-O-N-K-E-R-L-I-N. Be sure to let us know all of your favorite candy preferences uh, there. We will have fun, fun debate. Bring it on. Yes. Although, Bring it on. Otherwise, guys, until next time. Bye. Pop, pop.